1: Kia, movement that inspires.
2: Call
3: 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport.
3: And I'm Kiwi Rappaport.
1: And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. It's time for the truth. here's I do. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Haney.
5: Welcome into the Hank Haney podcast. It's Minnesota Tim Poroshka bringing you a presentation of the best clips from the previous week. On Monday's podcast, Hank and I reacted to the sports world shutting down due to the concerns over coronavirus. You can go to Monday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
4: A little insider information that, that they heard. What, what what was that? It was about the, the uh, PGA Tour.
5: Yeah, I got a direct message on Twitter, and the message read, I have credible sources telling me that a player in a caddy tested positive on the PGA Tour.
1: Hmm.
4: Does that surprise you?
5: It absolutely does not, especially given Rory McElroy's comments on Wednesday or Thursday that said, if a player tests positive, we need to shut the entire thing down. And then guess what the PGA Tour did after Thursday's round?
4: Yeah. Shut the they whole shut thing down. They shut the entire thing down. Yeah. Right. After giving us their whole acreage talk, 400 acres. Right. So golf courses aren't on, on 400 acres anyways, Tim. A, a golf average, you, most golf courses are on 150 acres. TPC has a big driving range, and it, it's a pretty big wide golf course, so it might be on 215 acres, but I don't know where Jay Monahan thinks the, that that the uh, – Tournament players course at Ponte Vedra, Florida. Florida is on 450 acres. Not that it matters, but just an exaggeration of of trying to like make it sound like everything's under control. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's about 30,000 people or 20,000 people or 18,000 people, whatever it is, all crowd around the 17th hole, which is where everybody stands to watch. So it made no sense anyways, everything he was saying.
5: Yeah, one, and one quick point before we advance to some player quotes here. Um, that I have on my phone. If you're going to look up the definition of talking out your ass, the PGA <laughs> tour at the players championship is exactly that.
4: <laughs> Good point. No doubt about it. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. What, what did the players have to say?
5: So here's a tweet from Lee Westwood.
4: Oh, he was on fire. Cause he, you know, the, the whole European travel ban, which, which now, by the way, is you know, at first they were excluding. Uh, what did they exclude? Uh, England, UK, and um, on Ireland, but now they're including everybody. Which yes, I, I don't. Here's the. Other, let me ask you something. I don't understand this about this travel ban thing. Like, like what I didn't understand is what if somebody you know went from a country that's banned and then flew into England. And then flew to the United States. I mean, how how is that ban really, really working? So, well, the answer to that question is is now they're making sure it's going to because they've got the ban from, from everywhere in Europe. But anyway, Westwood's a European tour player and lives over there in England. So he, he, he was really on
5: this. Yes, he was. Here's a tweet from Lee Westwood. You can follow him on Twitter, at Westwood Lee. He goes, Considering the approach of other sports in the U.S. to the coronavirus, I'm surprised how little the PGA Tour is doing. I know we don't play in such a confined arena, but surely our age range of fans are more susceptible. European Tour have already postponed events in August already.
4: In August. Well, there you go, Tim. See? That's what I'm saying. This is going on for months and months and months.
5: Yes, it is. And um, here's some more... PGA Tour player quotes that in a in a Golf Digest article um, that I'm pulling up on my phone right now. He goes, Rory McIlroy, I'm canceling the players. It was the right decision. Paul Casey, it got to a tipping point. Gary Woodland, I didn't think us playing on Thursday was the right thing to do. So I mean, it's just all these players, they didn't even feel comfortable playing.
4: No, it was the right decision. It wasn't the right decision. They should have never started. It was a terrible decision, like Gary Woodland said. Stupid decision. Just, it made no sense at all.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And you know, it, 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 cancel him late is doesn't make it a good decision. Don't. I wouldn't give the guy credit for anything on that decision. It's bad. No, not 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 at all. I mean, it, it, this this is a shut a shutdown for a. You know, they, they they say two weeks, and it's like. It's like my, my son's school sent out a message. Okay, we're shut down for two weeks. And I told my wife, Suzanne, I said, there's there's no way there's going to be any school the rest of the year. They're just trying to figure out what in the world they're going to do is what they're trying to figure out. I mean, there's, there's two months left in the school season for, you know, kindergartners or, you know, sixth graders or whatever. I mean, everybody, there's two months left. And they got to figure out what they're going to do. Like, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, what what are they going to do? Just okay. If when things get better, um, do you start the school year over again, or do you start where you were and you try to catch up? You know, it. it, uh, You know, okay, we 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 were had two months to go, and we're not coming back till September. And September. We're gonna. The first thing we're gonna do is, is finish last year for two months, and then we're gonna start over again in November. And November's gonna start, and you know, and we're gonna. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they do, you know, or you gotta have online learning, or where you, uh, you know, the other thing I was thinking is like, do you like, like with the schools? Do they do they? Maybe do they just say okay, like my son Henry's a kindergartner. They say, okay, you can, you know, you can take the grade that you didn't finish. You can take the whole thing over again. I mean, that'd be the cleanest way to do it. I mean, they're going to have to do something, and it's just, it's, it, you know, it's the same thing with all these these sports and like like you mentioned the NBA. They're they're going to like you 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 thought that okay, they're just going to start the playoffs or whatever. You know, they're not going to have any more regular season. I mean that would you know if the time thing works out that would that would be an option, um, you know this with these golf tournaments, you know they're canceling, uh, you know certain tournaments are canceled all the way up up to the Masters, but the Masters is just postponed. Well, what does that mean, you know, and how long can it be postponed? You would think that well, I mean clearly it has to be finished in this calendar year, or. You know, you're not going to have two champions in 2021. So it's going if they don't finish it before the end of the calendar year. You know, and they've got and they've got eight and a half months to go. A lot of that time, you know, it can't happen. Um, I mean, it, 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 I think the whole season's in jeopardy for for all these sports. To what I think.
5: Yeah, it's not looking good, and I'm I'm honestly really struggling with the coronavirus. Not because of me personally. I mean, if I get it, I'm young enough, and I believe I'll recover fully. Um, but the um, the effect that's happening on not exactly NBA players, but the players, the the people working in arenas, and there's been some nice um donations from NBA players like Kevin Love, Giannis. Diane Williamson all have donated like hundreds and thousands of dollars to these in arena employees. But then you look at situations like golf courses and clubs that people are members at and how membership could possibly go down. And I'm really hurting for a lot of the people that are struggling with the coronavirus right now. And I just, I'm, I'm struggling with it.
4: No, oh, I mean everything. It, it just goes down. It it goes through everybody. I mean, the whole economy is is just getting killed. I mean, I you know, was thinking about when they canceled the big tennis tournament in Indian Wells, uh, the the pro that, that tournament went over a two-week stretch and four hundred and fifty thousand people uh go into Indian Wells. I mean, the hotels, the restaurants, the, you know, the, I mean, the maids that clean the hotels, the valet car parkers out front. I mean, it just, it's, it's every, it's everybody is going to take a serious, huge hit on this deal. There's Nobody's going to be e- exempt. I mean, it, it just isn't. I mean, okay, may, maybe people listen to podcasts because they're going to be stuck at home. But. You know, let's face it, the people that are stuck at home, they're not exactly going out shopping. I mean, it's it, it the whole thing is is going to be just, it's going to be the biggest thing we've ever seen. There's, there's not, you know, in our lifetime, in my lifetime, without a doubt. No doubt, no doubt about it. But, I mean, you just hope and pray that, you know, things somehow
5: miraculously get better. In this clip, Hank tells you the only time the Masters can be played in 2020. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
4: This is the tournament, and it's really the kickoff of the golf season. And, and you know, it's it's the number one in ratings. It, it's it's the one tournament that the sporting world really pays attention to. You know, I don't, I don't honestly. I mean, the majors are big and it's big when Tigers playing and Tigers has a chance to win but the Masters is the Masters it's the it's it's a big one and first they postponed the tournament and then not, now they, they it came out the other day they they've uh they've closed the golf course too
5: yeah yep and here's a statement coming from Fred Ridley about closing the golf course. He goes, we are now in the midst of a national emergency. The coronavirus is increasingly impacting lives everywhere. And we have rigorously evaluated how this will affect the club and its operations. Our focus moving forward must be the health and safety of our exceptional staff, which is the heartbeat of Augusta national.
4: Yep. there you go. Well, now, now the question is, will other golf courses follow because Augusta has done that? And I don't no, I mean, I don't, it's hard to say, but I, I don't, I don't really know if if they will or should. I was I was reading an article on, um, I think it was on Jeff Shackelford's site, when it was Ch- uh, Charlie Reimer who was down Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is a great place, by the way, and. And when I, I I Did you ever see my deal I did with Charlie, Riding with Reimer? I did watch that, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to check that out. You can go on to YouTube and check that out, Riding with Reimer. But we were down Myrtle Beach, and and uh, Charlie and I spent the day together, and he's he's a great guy. But he went out and played golf this last weekend. Now, they do suggest if you play golf, ride in a cart alone or uh, walk and carry a club. So Charlie went out and carried his clubs and played 18 holes. And the other suggestion that they make, if you're playing golf, is leave the flagstick in, which is, you know, that's that rules change from the USGA that came in handy because of the coronavirus. You don't have to have everybody touching the flag flagstick. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if now every club is closing because Augusta closed. I, I, they're in a little, they're in a little different financial situation than everybody else. Now I do know, like at. at uh, Arizona Country Club, where I'm a member, they sent out a message uh, yesterday. What their deal is, is they have uh, to, to fit everybody on the golf course, because they got a lot of members. So to fit everybody on the golf course, they have two shotgun starts. So they have a shotgun start in the morning at like, I think, 830. And then they have another shotgun start at 130. And that fits the maximum amount of people onto the golf course at good times that they would want to play. And they announced that because of the new guidelines that are, you know, set up or the government is recommending of no more than 10 people in a gathering, that they're not going to do the shotgun starts, that they're, they're going to do tea times. And they're just regular tea times. And that way there's not, you know, 100 people gathered together waiting to tee off all at the same time on a shotgun start. But Augustus, Augustus closed the whole golf course.
5: Yeah, Minnesota golf clubs are a part of the closer, closures. Um, really?
4: Yeah. Shadowbrook?
5: Ah, Man, I don't know if that's a part of it or not because it's you not a private club. We need to talk Uncle club. Tom.
4: We yeah. need to get Uncle Tom on here.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: We need to get Uncle Tom on the podcast uh, over at Shadowbrook. It just opened.
5: It just opened, yeah. I don't know if that's a part of the closures or not. What, was this from the governor or what? Yeah, but it's a golf club. Does does a public golf course qualify as that?
4: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just close the lunchroom or something. Takeout only. That seems to be the thing that people are doing, takeout only. That way you don't have 10 people gathering around and, and uh, sneezing in the in the uh, cafeteria or the dining room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All right, so so Augusta. I want to talk about Augusta. Uh, Cancel on the – well, postponing the Masters. Well, when this first happened, Jack Nicholas. Uh, you know he commented, and they always want to get his comment. And Fred Ridley, the chairman of Augusta, had had uh, talked to Jack Nicklaus before. Of course, he's six time major champion, the you know greatest champion ever in you know major championship golf history with his, his eighteen majors. Uh, but Nicholas said, "I think they made the wise decision, and I support it. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to go to Augusta and get sick. There are people coming from all over the world, and chances of people bringing something are great." Well. Of course, they're not coming from all over the world now with all of the uh, travel bans that are in effect. But that was before that it, it had taken place. And then um, Fred really made his statement, you know, the health and way be- well-being of everyone associated with the events and the citizens of Augusta community led to this decision. We hope this postponement puts us in the best position to safely host the Masters Tournament and our amateur events at some later date. Um... Yeah, nobody knows what that date's going to be. I want to talk about that in a second. Okay, because this club, is Augusta is typically open only until late May. And then it reopens again in October. So it's closed for the, the, the summer months. And that's because it's a Bermuda grass golf course. But I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, Justin Thomas was quoted saying, I don't care if it's 25 degrees and nobody is there. I'm going to go play w- w- with a chance to win the Masters. Okay. But then Jack Nicholas made a, another comment. He said, "In all practicality, they are postponing, but I can't see any way they would play it at a later date." Did you see this quote, Tim?
5: I haven't seen it until you just read it to me.
4: Yeah, that's what he said. How in the world would they work it into the schedule? It wouldn't be fair to any other tournament that are, any other tournaments that are later. I think we're probably going to miss the Masters this year. That's just my opinion, but I think it makes logical sense. Now, you know, maybe, maybe he knows something from talking to Fred Ridley. You know, Nicholas sometimes they'll do that, and Nicholas will throw that out the little something out there, and and then you know they'll they'll come out with a statement later. That's 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 a possibility. But the, here's here's the thing that people don't understand. I don't think about like the masters. Augusta national is a Bermuda grass golf course, which, which there's, you know, warm weather grasses, there's cold weather grasses. Bermuda grass is a warm weather grass. And with Bermuda grass in the winter, it, it goes dormant and it just turns brown and it looks like it's dead, but it's not. And then a lot of golf courses like in Florida, Arizona, you know, uh, Southern California, the Palm Desert area, La Quinta, where they host the American Express Tournament. They overseed, and they overseed with ryegrass. They do the same thing at Augusta National. So it's 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 heavily, heavily, nobody oversees heavier than Augusta National. They throw down so much. So you can throw down a little bit of seed and kind of change the color, or you can throw down a lot of seed, and you can make it just so plush. It's It's unbelievable. That's what Augusta does. The problem with that is, is that when you put all the ryegrass down, it competes with the bermuda grass. And what's ideally supposed to happen is, is that as it starts to warm up, let's say you've got a bermuda grass golf course, the bermuda grass is dormant. You've overseeded it with ryegrass, which is what it, it is when they play the Masters. It's all ryegrass and dormant Bermuda underneath it. As the temperature starts to change, it starts to get warmer the rye grass starts to die out and the bermuda grass starts to come awaken it comes alive for the for the summer months but it doesn't do it in a, in a day or a you know a couple days or a week it, you have to have the soil temperature has to get up to a certain uh temperature before the bermuda grass really will start to come alive and even when it does come alive, I mean, you're not like mowing grass like crazy in the, in the first, you know, couple weeks that, that that happens. When you've overseeded heavily, what usually happens is, I mean, it seems more times than not, you get this big hot spell. The, the Bermuda grass starts to waken up, but it can't wake up that quickly. The ryegrass dies out. And the next thing you know, you've got a golf course that just looks terrible. I mean, Terrible. Uh, just, you know, brown grass, lots of dead spots where the ryegrass has gone, uh, it's, it's died out for the season and the Bermuda grass hasn't quite come to life. Now this transition is easier in the desert, you know, Palm Springs, Scottsdale, because it gets so hot. And when it gets that hot, the Bermuda grass has a chance to, to awaken, the other thing is, is in the desert you don't have all the trees, so you don't have a lot of shade. Bermuda grass, they'll tell you, Bermuda grass needs like eight hours of sunlight. Well, I mean, it, it may survive on eight hours of sunlight, but it does better with the more hours it can of sunlight. So it might it might only need eight, but it does better on nine, 10, 11, 12. What, what, the more, the better. The more sunlight, the better for Bermuda grass. As a matter of fact, My golf course in Texarkana, Texas, the Texarkana Golf Ranch, which is a fabulous public golf course. And I built the course. I was so hesitant to cut down too many trees because they just look so great around the golf course. And what happened is, is like a year or so after the course was built, I'm, I'm looking out there and this green stressed out and this green stressed out and this green stressed out. And everywhere the greens were stressed out was where we had shade like it. Four o'clock in the afternoon, this green would be shaded and it would be the grass conditions would be terrible. So I had to go back and cut down more trees. The point is, is that in Palm Springs and Scottsdale, you don't have big trees around the golf course. I mean, it's a desert and the transition is smoother. At Augusta, you have big, big trees. So when you think about like this, for example, the uh, 12th hole at Augusta, the 11th hole at Augusta. The 13th Hall at Augusta, I mean, back there in that corner where the sunlight in the morning and in the afternoon is going to be lessened to a huge degree. I mean, when the ryegrass dies out there, I, I can't imagine there's anything but dirt there. I mean, at the very least, there's going to be very poor Bermuda grass conditions. And one, Augusta's not going to ever want the golf course on TV not looking in Augusta's shape. It's just not going to allow that to happen. And two, it wouldn't wouldn't be playable. Now, the other thing you got to factor in is that they've got bent grass greens, which is a cool-weather grass. So in the summer when it's hot, they're trying to keep those greens alive. And you can't have a major championship like Augusta on soft, wet greens that you're having to syringe all the time and keep cool in order to keep them alive. So this is what I'm I'm saying is when people say, well, maybe they'll just play in June or they'll play in July or they'll play in August or September, <laughs> that that can't happen. It's impossible.
5: Let's take a brief pause and
4: hear
0: from our sponsors.
5: and the Open Championship. Will all four majors get played in 2020? We discussed that on Thursday's episode on the Hank Caney Podcast.
4: They've postponed, right?
7: Yeah, postponed. That's, it was supposed to be May 14th through 17th, Hank. Yeah. Harding
4: Park. But the big San ones Francisco. are qualifying that you're all up in arms about. Well, I mean,
7: that's why I said that with, with everything that's going on in the world today, the reset, the new start, uh, the new slate type deal. Let's let's try to get this PGA championship right this time. What the hell are these club pros? Let's let's wipe the club pros out of this thing and make it a real championship. You're a club pro. It's a charade. Oh, you're trying to you're yeah, trying to I'm a piss all pro. these guys off. no, oh no, no, no. I'm Your a club pro.
4: I'm a club no, pro. your, but friend, I have your no club illusion. pro friends are going to be so pissed at you for saying this. You know, it. You I just, have no illusion. You love Hank. to just gig them. Oh my gosh!
7: Hey, but I have no illusion of being a PGA Tour pro
4: that can compete at those levels. So that's the guy. That's the guys that don't. That's the guys that are fired up to play. I mean, it is oh. it, okay. Twenty. What Steve's referring to is twenty club pros qualify for the PGA Championship, and in Steve's opinion, they just do nothing more than clutter up the field. None of them are ever going to you know, do anything, but maybe one guy will make the cut. That's kind of what the over and under it is every year. It seems like one one guy makes the cut. Hey, how many made the cut last year, Steve? It was, two it was, two guys. Two, okay, guys. two guys made, guys the, made the cut
7: yeah. last year. Now, one guy did, did pretty good for the first couple rounds. You know, He was right, he was up there top 30 or something like Matter that. Matter of fact, and you
4: had a bet, didn't you? You bet. Yeah, I the, did. What was your I,
7: I, I did. I, I called on a Saturday. I called uh, one of the hosts of a sh- radio show on a on a some uh, satellite show. Yeah, the guys—the guy's, the guys name happens to be Jeff Warren. Is who I called.
4: Okay, <laughs> right.
7: you know, a blowhard, blowhard guy. That's a big mouth guy. He's, you know, he's he's he's, uh, he's 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 talking a lot and how great the pros are and all that. So I called his show. Yeah, I said you got you got to be kidding me. He says I one of the club pros will be in the top twenty. And I said Jeff. He said, "Do you want to bet?" I said, "Sure." This is on the air, Hank. This is on the. You have
4: a recording of this.
7: Yeah. Do you want to bet? I said, yes. He said, what what odds are you going to give me? I said, odds. Well, okay, I'll give you odds. One in 3,000. That was the odds of the guy that won the PGA senior championship. That was his odds to win the PGA championship, was 3,001. So I said, I'll give you 3,001. He says, I'll bet $100. He says, I'm going to win $300,000. (laughs) I'm. <laughs>
4: um, you were betting the guy to win or to what? To top twenty. Well, you didn't get. You didn't bet the guy. You didn't. You didn't risk three hundred thousand dollars to win a hundred. Yes. What? Are you crazy? You bet your yes, house to win. Yes, I $100. was crazy. I was crazy. You, bet, you, know you bet
7: your house to win a hundred dollars. I won. Okay. I won because I knew there's. What'd no you do link? with the money? Seventy-two holes. What'd you well, do the guy the never money? paid. The guy welched. The guy never paid. Really? Jeff Warren, Maybe the guy didn't. that makes must have thought you were hundreds kidding. of I mean, thousands he, of dollars. I must have you were th-
4: kidding. No, he didn't think I was kidding. You bet a house I was against a hundred dollars to, and to, I never got it.
7: the hundred. Never got the hundred. Hmm. The guy welched on me.
4: Okay, all right. So you're bitter about this.
7: Oh man, if the guy wasn't six six, I'd go. Uh, I'd go over to New York and give him one. <laughs> Is he six six? Oh, he's huge. He's huge. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Long
4: hitter. So yeah. He's a good player <laughs> too. I
7: mean he could he could be in the top twenty.
4: Yeah, he could be in the top twenty. He's a good player. Um, okay, so you want the club pros out and but yeah. And so they well, the good news is is they they've uh canceled the qualifying for the club pro or the PJ championship, the club pro championship championship. Oh, okay. Well, that's been good. canceled. Good. They, they, and they're going to come with a different way of figuring out who the twenty guys are going to be if they hold the the championship. But I saw the email. You probably got it too, Steve. PGA members get it from Seth Waugh, the the uh, CEO of the uh, PJ of America, and he said that it would have been it had been postponed, but he was optimistic that they were going to be able to work out a late summer date. Okay. Good. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So that late summer day, where would that late summer date be? That's the question. Okay, based on last year's schedule, there appears to be, and and based on this next year's schedule, because I've done some research, like the PGA. If you go on pgatour.com, they don't publish the schedule past the Tour Championship, right? But if you go on each tournament and Google each tournament, you can find out what the dates are that that the tournament's going to be held this year. Like, for instance, the Safeway Tournament is September 17th through 20th. The Greenbrier Military Tribute Tournament is September 10th through 13th. Sanderson Farms is October 1st through 4th. Shriners Hospital, October 8th through 11th. Houston Open, October 15th through 18th. CJ Cups in there, October 22nd through 25th. Bermuda Championship is the same week as the HSBC, uh, October 29th through November 1st. Myakoba, November 5th through November 8th. RSM, which is the uh, one at Sea Island, Davis Loves Tournament, uh, November 19th through 22nd. Then you got the Hero Get Together, uh, December 3rd through 6th. Now, what's not listed anywhere, I couldn't find it anywhere, is the Zozo. Okay. I don't know what that's, you know, the Tiger one, but I don't know if that's even happening. I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, there was no date. It's the only term that doesn't have a date reserved yet. Hmm. Which I don't know what that means. That's unusual. Yeah, it's unusual. So, here's the thing. There's open dates, it seems like, September 3rd through 6th. That's an open date. Okay. 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 I, I I I would think you're going to see a major championship in that date. That's a good theory. That's a good theory. I think you're going to see one there.
7: Do you think, uh, you know, up in the Bay Area, once you get past October, well, in October, yeah, I mean, the weather, a lot of rain up
4: there. You Hank. can I play mean- there all year round, Steve, in Ooh. the Bay Area. Okay. You can play there all year. You know that.
7: Well, yeah, but, you know, after September, the weather gets pretty spotty. I'm talking
4: September 3rd through 6th. Okay. All right. Okay. So I could see a major championship going in right there. There's another open date, September 24th through 27th. I could see something going in right there. Okay. There's also a date, November 12th through 15th. I think Tim and I talked about this the other day. I could see the Masters going in there, okay, because you've got you know this issue with with all the overseeded golf course and the Masters is it just can't be played in between whatever May the end of May through what's not going to happen the end of May, so that's not going to happen. But it can't be played June, July, or August or September because they have to overseed. So it's got to be October fifteenth or beyond, and the only date that appears to be fitting into that would be November twelfth through fifteenth. I, I got that penciled in for uh, Augusta. Okay. Now you, you've play, you played it. When did you play at Augusta? I played Augusta
7: in December, like mid uh, the sixteenth was my first round there, Hank. Okay. That I went left left-handed putting. By the way. It was uh, the conditions were awesome. And you didn't It was either, a little bit you? cool. No, I didn't yip. Didn't make one putt, but uh, didn't yip any. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was December and it was good. All right. I mean, well, we had two I, it, two
4: nice days. It, matter of fact, I kind of researched for that, those dates and it, in Atlanta, which is not you know far from Augusta, the average temperature high is between fifty nine and sixty eight degrees, and the average low is between forty one and forty eight degrees. Okay. Which is not that dissimilar from the second weekend in April to Right. Be honest right. It can
7: with be there. spotty, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's
4: pretty, so, so I, I I think the Masters is gonna be played. I don't I, I just do not see this being a year without the Masters. I just I don't yeah. know, And I think that's the date right there. Matter of okay. fact, I was also looking I was on I was looking on Twitter and I think it was Curtis Strange was uh, talking about how he put a deposit down a hotel room, which is what, like, it was like $8,000. Oh, man. Steve, for the Fairfield <laughs> Inn or something. No, seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that's oh, not, man. like, that's not the Four Seasons. That's the right, Fairfield right. Inn, okay? Right. I mean, they rip you off so bad for these hotel rooms. It is unbelievable. I don't know. Maybe he had a few rooms. I, I'm not. I, I I I don't know what the thing was. I just saw it on Twitter, and he was, you know, hey, hey, how about giving me my money back? And they said, well, if we give your money back, then you're not you're not reserved for the fall date if it happens, which tells you that people in Augusta think there's going to be a fall date that's going to happen.
7: Okay. Well, good. I, I my advice to Curtis then would be to keep. Let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. Yeah, you'll probably let yeah. It ride.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's so you've, got, the,
7: so you've got the you've got the masters taken care of. You've got probably the uh, the PGA taken you Got care the of, yeah, so I don't know
4: if you, would you think like the September the first week in September, and then you got the f- fourth week in September, twenty fourth through twenty seventh. Those are two possible dates. I could see the um uh, well first off what do you think what what do you guys think give me your opinion tim uh, what does the uh, mike davis invitational the uh, us open uh does that get played in june
5: i i don't see how it can
4: i i don't think okay it will. so that's up. steve what do you think do you think it's a no to?
7: man I'd love to see it but I think it's a no. I think we I think you're looking at one of those dates. I think you're looking at June the 18th September.
4: through 20 June 18th for 20 to 21st. The the um NBA thinks they're starting up in the middle of June. Okay. Well, I've heard rumors that Major League Baseball thinks they're they're going to start July 1st with an 81 game season. Or, you know, yeah, 81 game season. Uh-huh. NBA starting sometime in the middle of, of June. So I would th- I think because of that, I think the US Open is 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 still on the table as as a possibility. Okay. I mean it hasn't been canceled yet.
7: If that's the case, you don't have to worry about the Open Championship
4: either, then, right? Yeah, the Open Championship okay. is July 16th through yeah. 19th. Now that's in Europe and things have have uh, been, you know, are worse over there. You know, certainly worse in Italy. But I'm not sure if it, if, if, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing of if, if, if being worse over there right now doesn't mean it'll be better over there quicker. I think worse right now means the hospitals are overloaded. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that, are, you know, die because of this. But it might pass earlier. I don't know. I mean, I, the open championship, I think the open championship is going to be safe in July. Okay. The U.S. Open, I don't know
5: about. Let's take a brief pause and hear from our sponsors. Hank brought on his good friend and senior writer and author at Golf Digest, Matt Rudy, to react to the effect coronavirus is having on sports. You can go to Friday's podcast and hear the entire episode.
4: So Matt, how you doing, my friend? you everything (laughs) all right? You hanging in there? Coronavirus? uh, Your family okay?
6: Yeah, everybody's good. There's a lot of togetherness, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our Golf Digest main office is in World Trade Center, and that's been Shut down, and I live about an hour outside New York City, the, and and um, in Connecticut, and we're just kind of hanging out here at, at home. And the kids are off school, and um, so I'm I'm writing my stuff here from my office at home, and my wife and I are splitting up the the pretend kids' school stuff. And so far, so good. But ask me again a week from now, or two weeks from now, or a month from now.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a while, isn't it?
6: it's going to be a while and and i think it's a it's a combination of things it's the actual risk of what's going on with the virus and and also the the uncertainty people just don't know i mean the, this is this kind of stuff hasn't happened before and nobody knows what this you know what the end game is for the the virus stuff and um i just i i just i i'm i'm really afraid for the effect that it's going to have on people's you know, not not so much their. I mean, obviously their lives. You I mean your your health, sure. But the, yeah. But the but but the business framework that we all operate under, I think there's going to be big changes, and I think some of them are going to be terrible. And I'm optimistic that some of them will hopefully be good. But uh, I think there's a lot of change coming.
4: What do you What do you think? What what like uh, business wise? What do you think is going to change?
6: Well, I think there are, there are industries that have been dying a slow death. Uh, you know, and malls you know like a big shopping mall right and and they've been dying a slow death and this big shock to the system it, it could change for for good the habits certain people have about shopping for stuff and and we might not see that kind of stuff come back i mean it, it, the cruise you know the cruise business uh, i think the the cruise business is predominantly older people and if the you know they can't seem to get their act together with some of the things that have been going on even before this you know where you know people are getting sick and things like that and if and if for example the cruise business doesn't get a, a buyout or a bailout like some of the other businesses do how how practical is it that that business comes back you know, the the way it you know the way it's currently constructed and then i also think fundamentally the way people consume sports is at least going to adjust you know, we're, we're we're looking at certainly at least until the end of May before there are widespread live sports. And then when it does come back, just think of all the things, if it comes back the way we hope, and there are all these events going on, you know, jam packed week to week. And um, I, I think the the way we've been consuming information on our screens and, and, and kind of, you know, been cooped up this way, I think the, the way, the way people interact with sports and the way they interact with, professional athletes is I think it's just accelerating some of the trends you and I've been talking about uh, whether it's on the radio or on podcasts for 10 years or 15 years. I, I think the, the, the more you can connect directly with the people out there who are you know enjoying your sport, enjoying your game. Um, I think the, the, the more resilient you are in terms of coming back after this. And, and I, I use the NBA as a great example. They're, they're leaders. And 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 what they decide to do, and their leaders, and how they interact with, you know, the, how the league interacts with the players, and the and their leaders, and how the players interact with the fans. And um, I hope some of those lessons are lessons that the the whole golf community can kind of learn from.
4: You know, you, you bring up good points because I mean, I, I I you know cooped up to and hanging out with the family and and the whole thing, which you know it's it's this is just beginning. But mm-hmm. I'm not like clamoring to go to the mall. That's for sure. I mean, I, I can't. You no. know, when when uh, things do change, I, I don't. I don't think that's like the first place I'm. I'm going to. And um, you know, I mean, I, I hadn't, hadn't necessarily thought about that, but I, I think that for sure things are going to change. A lot of people are probably going to get used to working from home, aren't they? How, how's sure. It, how's oh, it working yeah. From home for you?
6: Oh, I'm, I I I do a lot of working from home just in general. I mean, I I. I can isolate myself to write the big pieces I do for golf digester to produce the video series and things like, you know, the books that I write, you know, the ones that we do and I do and the ones that I do with other coaches. I mean, that's all, you know, me burying myself in my home office anyway. So my, my adaptation isn't, isn't very difficult, but I think what a lot of organizations are discovering is that a lot of this is the way of the future because it, it requires them to, to carry around far less physical plant. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't, you don't have to have a huge building and, it, it, and, um, and you're asking a lot of your people to be resilient enough and committed enough to do this. And it certainly isn't for everyone. Um, I think that's a, that's a huge change that's coming. I think the whole world of club private clubs, it has to be, Uh, it has to adapt and change. I just think of the place where we belong here in Connecticut. And when you think of the money people pay, I mean, you've been in clubs your whole life, you know, I mean, the, the, the the dues that people are paying and the, the lack of interaction these clubs are going to have certainly into May and June. I think it's going to create a big problem for a band of clubs that are either in the mid tier in terms of what they offer compared to other places or have been on shaky ground financially. I just don't know how places like that thrive over, you know, two, three, four, five months of uncertainty when people are being actively encouraged not to go out and not to spend time with other people.
4: Yeah. I I can't imagine it's going to be that long. I mean, I just, I, I don't understand how we could even survive if it was that long. I mean, as an economy.
6: Well, I, I don't know. Anyone could, could think that this isn't has not already kicked a huge hole right in the economy. You know, I've I've talked to some coaches. I mean, I I'm I'm on the phone all day every day with different coaches working on different stories and and the revenue that a lot of coaches I've talked to have lost just in the first 15 days of March just as a microcosm of what's going on out in the world. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a waiter
3: oh, or you know gosh. to you
6: know to 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 be in a you know some kind of business you know, some of our best friends here, where we live, one, you know, one guy is a plastic surgeon, and and you would think that he's immune to this kind of thing, but that's that's shut down. And another one of them, yeah, is well, a, they shut uh, down re- all
4: elective surgeries, right?
6: Sure. And and another one, they run a really cool um, uh, a, a sports development practice that's helped me. I, I've lost, you know, sixty pounds working with the trainers there. And and I was going to ask you place. on
4: that how you you still you're still yeah. coming down, huh?
6: you know they they've really helped me and and they're shut down so that, you know just places like that where they have even where they have expertise in a thriving business you know the, the, and those are just anecdotal stories and it's going to be the case in every town and um it's a, it's a it's an interesting time and and I'm trying to be optimistic about it because I think um you know the money's the money is in the system and it's going to have to be spent somewhere. I think we're just going through a wrenching readjust about where it's going to, you know, where the ideas are going to come from. And and it really is an opportunity for habits to change. And I think that's a that's a interesting, cool part of it. And I think it, hopefully it's going to create some different kind of linkages between people where they they get gain more appreciation for what they lose when they don't have face-to-face time with the people they love and their friends. You know, there's always so much face time. You know, you're, you're texting people, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of living your life with your head down, but this this gives you the opportunity to kind of, to kind of see what's missing when you don't have that face-to-face uh, that opportunity. We went and played paddle tennis here 90 minutes ago with some of our friends, and it was funny because my wife and I were on one side of the court. And the other people were on the other side of the court and we were doing our social distancing, but, you know, kind of within the same enclosure and just how, you know, the excitement that you have to, to actually see people live after, you know, what is it, you know, a week of, of being isolated. I hope that feeling gets reinforced as this starts to alleviate and we don't take some of that stuff for granted. Yeah,
4: Yeah, that's a good point. What, what do you think about the, the whole, uh, Golf, playing golf and the the, the um, question of, you know, should golf courses be open or, you know, a lot of the clubs are, I mean, they're all closing down the restaurants. So that's that's pretty much a, a given, you know, any groups of more than 10. But golf course, you can go out there. I mean, you can just bring your own clubs, carry your, your bag. Uh, mm-hmm. You can, you know, you play with a group. Okay, if you play the whole, or you play by yourself, I mean, or with a group of, of right. three other people. I mean, it's only it's only four people. Uh, leave the pin in, don't touch the pin. I saw the this one golf course. Uh, I think it was Ridgewood in New Jersey. They they put the uh, cup up an, yep. an inch above the the uh, ground. Is that a, like a recommendation or something? That if you putt and if you hit the cup, it, they count it as as a hole yeah. pot putt. That way, you don't have to get reach and everybody doesn't reach in the cup yep. and get yep. the ball
6: out. You know, and, and this goes to what we were talking about at the start of this conversation, which is the reason this is so difficult is the, is the uncertainty. Nobody knows ultimately what this virus is going to do. Nobody knows ultimately, you know, if it, is it, is it going to come back around? Is it? There's just not information. And I think, you know, we've become accustomed to a lot of the other risks that we have in life. And when you can identify what the risks are, you can kind of bake them into your everyday decision. You, you know, you, you know, in the abstract that people get killed in car accidents every day and you decide for yourself that the risk, you know, that, that extremely minor risk is worth it. And you get in your car and you put your kids in your car and you, and you go do your thing. This is just, this is a big unknown. And frankly, a big part of the, of the uncertainty and the fear Comes from seeing so many people around you do things that you would never consider doing yourself. when you see these these videos of all these people partying on the beach in Florida, <laughs> and you see, <laughs> and yeah, and you see people that just are are or they come on and they talk about how it's all a scam and it's not real, and, and it, that that's so counter to what the the facts are and in, in the reality of people dying, and it, it, it that creates its own set of um, uncertainty because you can't be convinced that the people around you are as being as careful about it as you and that's you know that's really scary yeah and uh and and i think those things are as damaging to golf for example as as anything else because you can't you can't sort of tabulate or allocate what the risk is personally i think getting outside in the sun and 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 walking around uh i think there's minimal risk in comparison to other things that you pretty much have to do for example I'm going to go have some minor ankle surgery tomorrow and I have to go to CVS and pick up a prescription ahead of that and you can do the drive through but there's still somebody hang, handing a bag to you that's got you know a prescription in it and and there are these interactions or if you get a box from Amazon delivered to you somebody handled those boxes and that you know could there be something on the boxes sure I don't think there's a way to be completely isolated from from risk uh, it's just deciding where the risk is and um i think walking around outside in the sunshine is is a healthy thing for people to do provided they aren't hugging on the first tee and you know licking each other's uh, equipment you know all the all, you, know, you you can be reasonable with the risk um but it doesn't address the fundamental issues about club go- club golf or you know or a high-end daily fee course at your town or the municipal course in your town which is the majority of the revenue comes from you know, drinking beers and eating hot dogs and you know spending money at the golf course in addition to the green fee.
5: Thank you for tuning in to the Hank Haney Podcast, Sunday Sizzle with me, Minnesota Tim Parachka. This was a presentation of the best clips from the previous week. You can call the show 833-426-5763-Extension 801. Email the show, Hank Haney Golf at outlook.com com. And tweet and follow the show at Hank Haney on Twitter. Everyone Please stay safe and stay healthy. The Hank Caney Podcast sends their thoughts and prayers. Don't forget to smile, and we appreciate you making the Hank Haney Podcast a part of your day.
4: Thanks for tuning in to the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.